This is the You Could Be a Therapist podcast. I'm Sophie Kent. Welcome to season two of You Could Be a Therapist. Hi, I'm Sophie, and I'm so glad you tuned in to today's episode. I am a pre-licensed therapist working in private practice in the state of Florida. I specialize in working with individuals struggling with anxiety and OCD, and I started this podcast as a way to serve the next wave of counselors, the potential therapist. My two greatest hopes for this show are to demystify the process of becoming a therapist and to provide practical tools and resources for those interested in becoming a therapist themselves. I do this through Counselor Journey episodes where I'll interview a therapist about their personal journey entering the mental health profession, and solo episodes where I cover a topic relevant to starting the process of becoming a counselor, beginning grad school, and more. Hello, and welcome to today's episode. Today we are going to be talking about personal healing as a future therapist. A little bit earlier, if you follow the podcast on Instagram, you'll know that I set out a poll of a few different topics that we could talk about this season, and this was actually the most voted one that the followers were interested in hearing about. So here we are, seeing in real time how your input shapes the podcast. I'm excited about this topic. I feel like it's actually something I mention or reference throughout all of the episodes that we've talked about so far, how essential it is to do your own personal work, personal therapy, if you're someone who's going to become a therapist. Uh, But I'm excited to kind of get more into it today. So before we go ahead and start, I again want to summarize and intro what the job of a therapist actually is. There's so many misconceptions about this job. And if you found this podcast Maybe you're also trying to fight against those misconceptions and really understand for yourself what it means to pursue this profession of being a therapist. But really, the role of a therapist as I see it and as I practice it as a clinician is to help people discover what makes life meaningful to them, to provide a positive, supportive space, plus tools to help them overcome their obstacles, um, which is usually anxiety, depression, OCD, whatever that is. So it's a combination of, you know, kindness, a supportive environment, and also education and tools when necessary. It's not a role where we get to fix people. I really dislike that way of thinking about therapy because I think that it supports more of a power dynamic than is necessary between a client and their therapist. I don't like thinking about therapy that way because it can be just very dehumanizing for the client it's really easy to see clients as just like this like like a cog in the machine of the world that's hurting people um, more than each person as a unique individual that goes through different experiences that influence exactly who they are presenting as in this moment so a little bit of a roundabout way to say that but being a therapist is really about Again, supporting someone as they move towards their values and trying to remove the obstacles in their way. In my work, that's anxiety and OCD specifically. So with that in mind, I think it also as you're examining your own personal healing that might need to take place as a future therapist, revisiting why do you want to be a therapist 
in the first place. I've read different stories or met different people that, you know, everybody has their story about why they become a therapist. And that's part of what I love showing on the podcast too, is the interviews of people. And each person that I've interviewed on this podcast has had, you know, the best intentions that is like the sweetest person ever. And unfortunately, that's not always the case with a counselor or therapist. And what I mean by that is, is that there are good and bad or like helpful and unhelpful people in every single profession. Any profession you can think of, um, hairstylists, you've had a good haircut and a bad haircut before from different people. Police officers, there are some police officers who are amazing, lovely, kind people, and other police officers who they themselves end up getting arrested for corruption or breaking the law or abusing their power. So it's not that the profession in itself is is bad or something is inherently wrong with that job. It's just that the person makes the role like a helpful role or an unhelpful role. But sometimes people want to become therapists because they're looking to fulfill some kind of need within themselves to be important in someone else's life. Or they're looking for that that sense of power or control in the therapeutic relationship. And this exists on a spectrum, of course. There are some people who I do believe may have malicious intent um, and some people who don't. Some people may not realize that they are getting like personal satisfaction and fulfillment over feeling important in someone else's life because they are that person's therapist. It's something to be aware of though if it's not malicious and if it's not intentional, being aware of the fact that, oh, I'm kind of meeting a need within myself that is actually about me when I'm in the therapy room with my client. Because as we've talked about before, that's a really good rule of thumb for if something is ethical or not. Understanding what role is this self-disclosure or action or education item that I'm sharing or technique I'm implementing? Is this to help serve my needs or help serve the client's needs? And whenever we cross into the territory as a therapist of implementing something or saying something in a session that is actually fulfilling a need for us or making ourselves feel better in some way, then we're taking our attention away from the client and veering into that potentially unethical behavior pattern because the whole point of therapy is for us to come alongside the client and help serve the client. Engaging in personal healing as a future therapist or a current therapist who works with clients also protects us from over-identifying with client stories. When we over-identify with a client's story, it can move us into the dangerous territory of making the session or the client's story about us. We, we've heard from different therapists on this podcast, their stories, and some of the therapists we've talked to have been people who worked with populations who struggle with the mental health issue that they struggled with. If you listen to um, Lena's episode, she talks about struggling with her own body issues and her own disordered eating patterns. And then she has now been able to work with clients who have eating disorders or disordered eating out of healing from her own experience and being able to help others. 
the key in that is that she talked about how important it was for her to do her own self-work and healing that enabled her to work with that client population. So we can compare this to parents living out their dreams through their kids. We've all seen this happen, even if just like in a movie. I'm sure you're familiar with this idea that here's a child, doesn't want to play a sport, engage in a hobby, go to this college, whatever it is, and we see the parent continue to push the child in this direction because it's actually what the parent wanted for themselves in the past. And they weren't able to get that need met in the past. So now they are trying to fulfill a need for themselves through their child acting in a certain way, through their child going to the college, engaging in the sport, whatever it is. In the same way that we watch those movies and we know that, oh, this is probably not going to end well. This parent is not going to actually get what they wanted by pushing their child into this thing that the child isn't really into. A similar thing happens with therapists, except it can be much more painful for the client because they enter the therapy room, the therapy session as a safe place that's really meant to serve them. And so it can unfortunately leave a bad taste in people's mouths, even just for therapy in general or, or ever returning back to a therapist. So when we haven't healed from our sexual trauma, our disordered eating, our own family issues or specific issues with a certain family member or grieving issues with death or loss, when our client comes to us with their own personal experience of any of those things, if we haven't done our own personal healing, this can cloud our judgment on helping them identify what is best for them, not what would have been best for us in the past. I hope this is coming through because it's just so essential how therapy is different from just being like a good friend to someone or advice giving or mentoring someone even because in those other situations, being a friend, mentoring, the mentor or friend is kind of expected to draw from their own personal experience to give advice or direction to the other person. Therapy is not like that. And that's why it's separate from the friend relationship or the mentor-mentee relationship. Therapists aren't meant to give advice. There's a big caveat here that there may be certain times when a therapist may self-disclose about their personal journey and personal story with the issue the client is facing, like grief, loss, anxiety, all those things. However, the only appropriate form of that self-disclosure is one that serves the client. So exactly like we've been talking about. So to wrap up that point, if we haven't done our own personal healing, that over-identifying with a client story is really can be really easy for us to sleep in, slip into and advice giving comes with that. So it can be really easy for us to speak from our own personal experience and to give advice to someone about what we think they should do or what we know would have helped us in the past rather than helping the client explore how would you like to move forward using some of the skills that we've been talking about. What feels best to you in this moment? Let's weigh out the pros and cons for you of what choice you'd like to make. That's our role. 
The next thing I want to talk about is how personal healing really helps us connect with ourselves and be in a healthier state of being in general. Not only does working through past trauma or heartbreak or grief, all of those things, is that beneficial for us, but also having a therapist you can return to in times where you need extra support is so helpful in the same way that as we are therapists, we provide that safe space for our clients. It's okay that we may also need a safe space that's separate from our friends and family and personal connections through our own therapist. This in general, if you're with the right therapist, the person who makes you feel comfortable, whose approach aligns with your values, who helps you grow, it improves your personal relationships It helps you deal with triggers as they inevitably come up, and it helps you have the self-awareness to ask for support from your friends, to notice when you may be slipping into an anxious moment or slipping into depression, helps you notice when you can use the skills that you've learned work for you. It's interesting because some of the personal therapy work that I've done has been through DBT, which is a lot about distress tolerance and understanding problem solving. And that's a different approach than the one I use with my clients. I primarily specialize in CBT and ERP, cognitive behavioral therapy and exposure response prevention for anxiety and OCD. I'm already a very cognitive person. So CBT, I really enjoy it. And I do use some of those skills for my personal life. When I was looking for a personal therapist for myself, when I was looking for extra support, I wanted a different approach to learn more about what could help me specifically and align with my personality. And I really found that through DBT and understanding a lot of problem-solving type things. So even that personal learning for me, it went beyond things I learned in school as a someone training to be a therapist, and it helped me personalize this other approach that I knew somewhat of into actionable things that I could practice and that helped me. And I got to experience the therapeutic relationship as one that is really healing. Personal healing as a future therapist helps you maintain boundaries between your personal life and your professional life. When we're trying to fulfill some kind of need being a therapist to someone else, it's a lot easier for those professional and personal boundary lines to become blurred. Being settled and supported in your personal life helps separate your work with clients. Not in a way that is so extreme or so negative, but in a way that is healthy. I'm sure that you might have known someone who it feels like all they can ever do is talk about their work and that their feet may be here with you, like their body may be physically in the room with you, but their mind is back at the office turning and spinning and thinking about whatever the work that they do is. You probably haven't looked at that person and been like, I want my relationship with work to be like that person. Because it's a harder existence when we aren't able to be present with the people that we love or the things that we enjoy because we are consumed with our work. Just because our work is with people as therapists and because usually therapists are compassionate and understanding doesn't mean that we should be thinking about our clients all the time in the same way that being absorbed with any career or job 24-7 
isn't going to make that person necessarily the happiest. They're probably going to be more stressed out. It's the same thing with being a therapist. Having healthy separation between being present with my clients, in the room with them, being able to support them to move on to the next client. After one client leaves, I have a little break, see another client, and then I drive home. And I'm here with my husband or I go to something with friends or my family members. And not thinking about my clients is essential for me having my own life outside of work. So when we find ourselves thinking about our clients all the time, it's an issue that we need to address so that we can bring that back in balance because it's not sustainable. And then you actually have less to give when you're in the therapy session with your clients because you've been ruminating or thinking about all of the clients at all times. So you're probably sleeping less, more irritable, not seeking support from your friends because our work is not something that you can just discuss and share with people because of confidentiality. And so all of those factors are probably negatively impacting you. And then when you're present with your client in a session, you may be thinking about the session you have later on or whatever is coming up. The last reason why doing personal healing as a future therapist is really important and essential is because it gives you empathy for what your clients go through and what they will go through working with you or working with any other therapist. The experience of being a client is something that you can't really replicate unless you actually are a client. So when you walk into your therapist's office for the first time, you're getting to feel what your clients feel when they're meeting you for the first time. When you have a discovery of something that you've been hiding or didn't even know or was buried and you get to talk about it with your therapist or something they say helps you feel comfortable to be vulnerable, you're feeling what your clients will feel. When you tell your friend, my therapist said, you're also getting to live an experience your client will have. The more experience that you get to have as someone who's in therapy, the better it can help you understand your client to have respect for their vulnerability. And I cannot exactly quantify this for you, but it's just different when you vulnerably tell your own therapist your story, you receive that supportive feedback from them. You are able to step into that room and know that this time is just for me to help me understand myself, understand what's going on, to air out what's bothering me. That sense of safety that you feel with your therapist is what you can seek to create for your own clients. And you get to learn from your therapist. You get to learn things specifically that relate to the problem you're having or just things that they've picked up along the way. And if you're in the beginning stages of getting your license or you're in grad school, your therapist guaranteed has more experience than you because they've been doing it longer than you because you're just at the beginning of your journey. So you get to learn from them what's going to help you personally and your issue that you're bringing to counseling. But you also get to learn from them like their style. How are they interacting with you? What are they doing to make you feel comfortable? 
how do they implement their approach? And is that something that you could take and use with some of your clients? Sometimes it can be difficult if we're working with a client that doesn't really know how to focus themselves in the session or is struggling to open up or struggling to make progress. And by having our own experience of therapy, it can just add this layer of empathy that we wouldn't really have known how to give before simply because we get to experience being nervous before a session with our therapist if you get a little nervous or having to think about and reflect what do I want to bring up today and what feels most important to me. Or maybe we get to our therapist's office and we, we are the ones that start rambling because we're not sure because it feels like so much is going on. Clients are people just like us and so many of the problems that they bring into therapy, depending on the population that you're working with, is something that you may have some experience with, even if it's just a little bit. And going to our own personal therapist helps reflect all of that so that we can see ourselves and our clients more clearly. If you want to hear more on this topic, I highly recommend tuning into the episode that's premiering next week with Vitor de Sousa. His personal journey with therapy is a huge part why he's pursuing the type of route that he is to become a therapist. I love doing an interview with him. Highly recommend listening to it next week. And it really feels like a continuation of this conversation we're starting today. So thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you later. That's a wrap on this episode of You Could Be a Therapist. New episodes will be airing weekly, so make sure to follow You Could Be a Therapist anywhere you listen to podcasts and at Potential Therapist on Instagram. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review. Until next time.